Hey, this is Pastor Joaquin G. Molina from Spring of Life Fellowship, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. I hope you're encouraged with this message and you stay the course to change the world. God bless you. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. We rejoice and we're glad for a new day, Father God, a new service of world-changing worship, oh God. We pray that you would bless our service that you would prosper it, that the word that comes out during this service would edify our lives and challenge us to live like you want us to live. Be glorified, be exalted. Spirit of God, move freely in this place and transform lives to be vessels used for your glory, Lord. No longer slaves of the devil and of his fearful, tormenting uh, captivity, but be free in Christ to worship and to serve you with gladness. Prosper this service and bless the word and make it not return void according to that which you send it out to do, Lord. Let it be a lamp unto our feet. Let it be a double-edged sword. Let it be a good seed planted in good hearts that bring forth good fruit. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We go ahead and dismiss the uh, children back to Sunday school. This is the, the, the pre-Sunday school uh, starting for the first day here. Thank God for our Sunday school teachers. A big hand to the Lord. Uh, they're ready to receive our world-changing boys and girls. Um, we began this year with uh, the theme that God gave us, and it starts in Revelations chapter um, 11. The, the Word of God speaking about the future tense of what is going to happen upon the earth. I did a research one day, and they say $19 billion are spent on those people that want to know about the future. Uh, the horoscope industry, the fortune-telling industry, everybody wanting to know what's going to happen to me. Well, listen, the Bible is a book of the best time all-seller, past historical scenarios, present reality, and future prophecy. So what's going to happen in the future is what the Bible says is going to happen. Don't be a knucklehead and go to a witch and a warlock to tell you your future. Forget about Walter Mercado. Forget about uh, the handmaiden fortune-telling woman on Bird Road. No, no, no. We're reading the best uh, fortune, uh, future-telling reality in the world. And it's the Word of God. And there in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, it says, They overcame him. Listen to me. If that, just those three words don't get you excited, I'll explain it to you. They means you and I. Overcame means that we didn't lose. And him means the devil. I think that, that those three words are exciting in themselves. They, that's us. Overcame means we won. You can start celebrating that already. And him is the devil loses with all his craziness. He tried to destroy us. He tried to steal from us. He tried to lie to us and send us on the wrong course. No. There's, there's a people that overcome, and, and it says they did it by the blood of the Lamb. Super important. Jesus died on the cross. You have to know all the benefits for your life because of the blood that was shared on the cross of Calvary. There's power in the blood. If you were here on Wednesday, Pastor Oscar says that's the first revelation he got. And he was a witch doctor. He was in the Santeria religion. He was deep doo-doo. This guy was a chief of all those people taking cadavers out of the graves. 
grinding the bones of human corpses to do covenants with the devil. That's what a witch doctor does. And he came to Spring of Life many years ago. And when he came in, the Lord set him free. And now he's a prince for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But he knows the devil and he knows how to kick the devil out. And the first revelation he said on Wednesday is, I learned something about the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. And when he went home to this place that had all the darkness, he started saying the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus has power. And his mom was channeling a spirit. She was a spiritist, which means un espiritista. She would welcome spirits in her life to do the supernatural. So when he came home and he saw his mom channeling a spirit in her devotion of spirituality, he says, the blood of Jesus has power. And she went, what happened? That spirit left as soon as they heard the blood of Jesus. Amen. And there's power in the blood of Jesus. He says, wait a second. There's more power in this blood than in goat's blood, chicken's blood, dove's blood. Um, what, what awesome power there is in the blood of Jesus. So Revelation 12, 11 says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. I, I hope, and I do this every morning, God, cover me with the blood of Jesus. We just prayed this morning. Lord, cover our church with the blood of Jesus. You do so by faith. You ask God to cover you with his blood, and there's no devil in hell that is going to come near to anything you cover with the blood of Jesus. The example in the Old Testament is when the Egyptians were, were cursed. He says the Passover will be put the blood of the lamb on each household. And when the demon comes, the devil, angel of death comes and sees the blood, he'll pass over. That's why the, the Passover lamb. You put the blood on your doorpost and, and you say, Lord, cover my house and my children and my husband and my marriage with the blood of Jesus. And you have no, it's better than insurance. It's better than umbrellas and all that stuff that they try to sell you. Cover your children, cover your marriage, cover your finances, cover your workplace with the blood of Jesus. And so they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That's the first part. But our concentration in 2019 is, and by the word of their testimony. This is the second most powerful thing that a Christian could do to, be, to attain the purpose of God upon the earth. What is the power of your testimony? Uh, yesterday we invited, uh, we went to a family's uh, house unannounced. It's horrible when you get to a place and you don't tell them you're coming. And they were preparing a great lunch and it was for the family. And they said, oh, pastor, can't believe you're here. Why don't you stay for lunch? You're, we're having rabo encendido. I go, look, if the pastor stays when he's come unannounced to eat your rabo encendido, which I know that that is very good for the family. If I stay and eat and I welcome my pastor friend Medieros and now there's two of us that love rabo encendido, we're going to eat the whole thing. We're going to ruin our testimony. So we don't want to do that. We got in our truck and we left and we let them have the rabo encendido. So you also... Your testimony is the most important thing that God has given you. We already ruined our name. We already ruined our family name. We already ruined our, but we cannot ruin his name. And keeping his name is having the power of our testimony. What the, on Wednesday, if you weren't here, you got you to gotta hear that service. We put all the pastors up here, and they went one by one talking about 
the importance of testimony, the power of testimony, the creative power of testimony. Uh, we don't understand it. Uh, a Jewish rabbi was in a church setting and he heard a couple of the uh, Christians say, I want to say my testimony. He goes, you guys don't even have a clue what testimony is. You little Christians, you don't study your God. You don't know the depth of the wealth of the Hebrew tradition. The word testimony, it actually in the Hebrew means God do it again. And when you say, I'm going to share my testimony, you're not just saying a story of something that happened in the past that has lost its substance. No. The power of testimony is that when you tell it, every time you tell it, the same power of God is there so that God could do it again. So years ago, Mr. Rambo, we call him, Jose Luis Chewy was all tied up into witchcraft and he was into a whole bunch of stuff and the Lord set him free and set his family free, set his marriage free. Set. Every time we tell that story, in fact, when he was coming, he was brand new, I said, you're nothing. Come and talk to Oscar. And I had Oscar share his testimony and the power of the testimony in this man who used to be in that darkness went over and set an entire family free, broke the chains, got the devil out, leave this family alone. They belong to God. And so every time we share his testimony, it sets a family free. And now they are sharing their testimony and it's setting families free wherever they tell that story. The same anointing and power and presence is there. You get like goosebumps and everything because God is showing up again to do the same work he's done in the past. So God commanded his people year after year to celebrate the same feast. And some people get into celebrating the feast of God without an understanding that there's an anointing in that feast and a power in that feast to do the same thing again. God wants to save people all over again. He wants them to celebrate all over again. He wants them to share their testimonies. One of the examples that we use is found in the book of Samuel. It's uh, the life of King David, 1 Samuel 1737. And, and, and David, this is the story of David. And David is wanting to fight Goliath. And so when you're going to go do something great again, you go to the past and you tell what God did for you before. The God who did that will do this now and some more. He's not a God that just stays. In the, so he says, moreover, David, he's trying to explain to them, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion. I don't know why he didn't say the mouth. I have a friend, went to his house. We went to have dinner this week. And he says, Joaquin, I used to have a baby tiger in my house and we raised it. And the tiger, it's not his mouth that is dangerous. He says, when they grab their well, prey, because they're predators, he says, they grab their paw and they smack their prey, leaving them like, like this. And then they eat them. But what's aggressive about the paw of the lion is that it will knock you out so he could eat you. And so David is saying, Lord, delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. And because in the past, that's my testimony, 
He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. It was the giant, Goliath. So he used a testimony to take him to a victory in power. Listen to me. It's an announcement. It's a prophetic announcement of God showing up and doing the miraculous and doing the supernatural. And so in the past, the, the, the people don't understand testimony. They might share it like a story that happened a long time ago. And you're like, why are you telling me what happened five years ago? Because it's about to happen again, my friend. God's about to move with the same urgency and intensity. Now, before I got saved, um, I had issues with believing in God. And I lost my ring. It was a graduation ring from high school. I was a young person, 16 years old. And I lost my ring at the ocean. And I said, it's lost forever. I'll never find it again. I went to the shore and I told my parents. And there was a lady there. And she says, no, no, no. God did this with a purpose. I looked at the lady. I said, you know something? That's why I don't like religious people. They're always making God show up and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm, I'm sick of that. And she says, no, no, we're going to pray. And God's going to find your ring and show you his power, his love for you, even in the small things. And I got even more upset. I said, this lady has lost her marbles. She's not, she's not functioning on all cylinders. And she prays. She says, Lord, there's shells, there's fish, there's sand in the sea, but you know where Joaquin's ring is. I just got, I got tired of her, and she prayed, and she goes, go, in Jesus' name, you're going to find it. I was like, that's not going to happen. And I wasn't even going to go. I said, if you're crazy, I'm not crazy. I'm normal. I, I believe in reality. You're a nut. I was thinking all these things. And I went over there, and all of a sudden, my brother, my older brother, uh, went under the water. He stepped on something. He goes, oh, I stepped on something. I said, yeah, it's called a shell. And he, he went down underwater, and I got even more upset, and he comes up with my ring, and I freaked out. And so I always tell that testimony at the moment where people lose something that's impossible, that is the realm of my God. See, the testimony is not the ring, it's not the lady, it's not the prayer. It's that God moves in the impossible. Think about something that you think is impossible. Guess what? It's God's handiwork. That's his expertise. You have a toothache, you go to a dentist, you got a financial problem, go to an accountant. If you have the impossible, you go to God. And in the realm of the impossible, God shows up and does the miraculous. And it'll be a testimony for you forever. And this is how David used it. And you'll see all these men of God. Look what it says, verse 36. Your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised giant will be like one of them. For he has defiled the armies of the living God. He has tried to bring shame on God. And God's about to put him out. In these words that we speak is the wind of the Spirit of God. In fact, some have said that God has no legal authority to move into position until we activate the circumstance with a legal process of making a declaration of a witness. There needs to be a witness before God moves. There needs to be somebody that announces God's arrival. That what we just said here in the morning service, that welcomes him to attend to the matter. And so in biblical times, in the book of Deuteronomy 19.15, it says, One witness is not enough to convict anyone accused of a crime, of an offense they have committed. The matter must be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. 
then God moves in to preside and execute judgment. So if you're not the witness, I promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. God is about to preside over these matters. Just like he did in the past, he's going to do in the future. That, that was miraculous in our, in our family. It was devastated and destroyed. And we started hearing testimony of restored marriages. And we tell the story of the Molina family all over the world. If your marriage was restored in this place, raise your hand. Boom. Look at that. These are all people that heard a testimony and believed in the power of God. So now you are equipped with a testimony. And you declare and testify. I've seen God move before and my God will move again. In Jesus' name. And you declare these testimonies. That's why the devil wants to keep us quiet. Even when God moved upon the earth, 1 John 5, 7 says, there were three that bore witness in heaven. In order for God to do his work of salvation upon the earth, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit said, let's do it. Let's move together. For there are three that testify in heaven. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The three are one in God's presence. Man, when you start getting together with your Christian friends and sharing testimonies, the Holy Spirit is like, yes, we're about to move for God in this place. We're about to see signs, miracles, wonders. We're going to see a God in reality and not a religion. That's why we can't be ashamed to testify. John 15, 26, when the advocate, the Holy Spirit comes, to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes from the Father, He will testify about me. He's going to tell the world about me. And so the Holy Spirit is constantly bearing witness of the power of Jesus upon the earth. All the stories of the New and Old Testament are full of testimony that establish a record about God's character and His power and His strength. I was hearing Pastor Palma preach a couple Sundays ago, 2 Peter 3, 2. I think it was last Sunday. It's been so long. It was 2018 last year. Last week, he shared this verse. He says that you might be attentive to the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets. Do you know the testimony that men of God gave about God? Do you know about the things God did in the past? Because they're the weapons for you to do what God wants to do in 2019. You must be mindful of the words of these holy prophets and of the commandments of the Lord, the apostle of the Lord and Savior. Everything that happened in the past is fresh anointing to cultivate a land to see the future turn its tide. There's going to be different things taking place if you're mindful of the things that have been spoken. Uh, you know, the most powerful testimonies that help, have helped me in the Lord have been the testimonies to tithing. It's like, I'm not going to give my money. I'm not going to bring an offering to the Lord. Um, the, some Christians that know about giving talk about la primicias. It's called their first fruits. That means the whole month of a January, they bring it to the Lord and they say, Lord, this is yours because I want to see you move in the next 11 months. 
And so if you hear the testimonies of those people that do primicias or first fruits, where they give their entire income for the first month of the year and they bring it and offer it to the feet of Jesus, the house of the Lord, and they say, these are my primicias, those people blow up during the year with incredible first fruits blessings. Now, this is for the brave. This is for the mature. This is not for new converts and people that are like, ah, no. The testimonies of people that do courageous things becomes the power for those that will get incredible. Now, just like everything, I don't have my kids pay my mortgage. I don't have my kids pay our car or our insurance. This is for mature adults. When they graduate from law school, they're going to be paying. Yes, they're going to be paying. When they say, hey, Nick, here's the mortgage. Uh, Joshua, here's the credit line. Brandon, you're a doctor. Here's the car payments. But, but when they're children, they don't attend to these matters. These are for adults. And, and in my life, when I hear somebody that moves with the confidence to know God's faithfulness, it encourages my faith. It increases my faith. And I've been able to do powerful things, not because I'm bold, but because I see somebody else do it. Uh, as a small kid, I was, I was fearful of, of street fights, of, 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 of having problems on the street. I was watching some people. When we got to Miami, these guys, they, they would always do something called the sucker punch. And the sucker punch is you come up to the fight and you just nail the guy in the nose fast and first. And, and that gives you a big edge. So when you start seeing people do the courageous and bold thing, it gets you a little courageous and bold and you start doing what you've seen. And so the same thing happens in a life of faith. You see people walk on waters. You see people do the impossible. Uh, from the time that lady prayed for my ring, now I pray for everything. You could be incredibly amazed at the impossibilities that people, uh, one day a, a, a young man was driving a boat down a canal and he, he, he crashed and the engine sunk all the way to the bottom of the lake. So they called us in the morning and he was crying and he, he paddled to his grandmother's house and he says, oh, Clarita, uh, Grandma, I lost this thing. My dad gave it to me. I don't know what to do. It's in the middle of the lake. I don't know where it is. And they called me and I went over there. I said, you know something? When I was your age, I lost a ring and my God found my ring. And I'm, I'm willing to pray that God returned that engine. Oh, you're stupid. That thing's at the bottom of the lake. You don't know what you're talking about. I said, listen, my God will return to you that engine that you lost so that you will have a testimony and a witness of his power. I didn't even know what I was thinking. I didn't know what I was saying. I was just sharing my testimony, and, and we prayed, and he dried up his boogers and his tears, and we started going out there, and I said, Lord, show up, show up. And we went to the middle of the lake. I said, look, let me go down to the bottom. I went down to the bottom. I didn't see nothing. I went down to the bottom. I had jeans on. I had a shirt on. I was like, man, God has to show up. I went. I said, Lord, I don't have more breath. This will be the last time I go down to try and look for this guy. I look like a psychopath in that lake, alligators, turtles, snakes. And I went down, and all of a sudden, there was the engine. There was the engine. I got so happy. I went down there with a rope. I had a fourth breath. I tied that, and we pulled up his engine. That young man will always know 
that God shows up when we wait upon him. So we're seeing these things happen. And it's, it's what's going to happen in 2019. I'm excited about the church beginning to share their testimony. It doesn't matter if it's the first day. It's like the blind man. He says that Jesus healed him. And, and they asked him, well, tell us how he did it. He goes, I don't know how it happened. I just know it happened. I don't know who did it or why he did it. I don't know if he's a prophet. I don't know if he's a man. I know that I was blind and now I see. That, that testimony is powerful enough for a lot of people to come to the Lord. A lot of us, God has done big things and we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't testify. We don't share these things. Revelations 19.10, this super powerful verse. I hope that you capture it in the spirit. It says... Look at the last part of this verse. It says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Say that with me. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. One more time. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. When you testify about Jesus, you're placing the groundwork for the spirit to move in the future like he moved in the past. You capture that. Capture that word this year. Repeat this verse every day of this year. The testimony that I can give for Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It's the presence of God's power and spirit to do mighty things in a glorious way. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Psalms 8 verse 2 says these testimonies that are given by children and infants are like a stronghold against the enemy to silence the foe and the avenger. These testimony out of mouth of babes give us strength against our enemies and silence those that stand against us. Listen to me, when, you're, when, when things are coming against you and, and they're giants and they're huge, share a testimony. Tell of something God did for you. I was always telling people uh, with my finances, right? We're, we're like, um, my wife goes to the orthodontist and she's going to get braces for my kids. I said, we can't afford it. Don't do that now. And she goes, no, no, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to get an estimate. And so I said, okay, go get an estimate. But we got to wait on God to see what he does. And when she goes to get an estimate that she's coming out of the appointment, the dentist secretary says, look, the doctor just said he's not going to charge you guys anything for your four kids to get braces. Listen to me. That's $12,000. That's four times 3,000 is 12,000. I don't know how to do math very well, but that comes out to about that. And so I was like freaking out. I was like, $12,000 for free? What, is he hitting on my wife? He's trying to scoop on my wife. I'm going to go beat him up, and he could keep his braces. So I kept an eye, and I was careful. And all of a sudden, two years go by, and I go to Mexico, and I'm worshiping God in our mission in Mexico. And the Lord says, you're still bothered, aren't you? I said, yeah, I'm still bothered. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you're still upset about the fact you got something free, and you don't know where it came from. Five years ago, I'm going to remind you, the Spirit says, you saw a little girl here in Mexico with crooked teeth and you paid for her to go to the dentist to go to the orthodontist you forgot but I didn't and I freaked out I freaked out because God is watching 
And so when you tell this testimony, you can freely be generous knowing that God does not forget. You will never outgive God. The devil hates for us to give because he knows God's going to show up. The devil rather steal, kill, and destroy for you than do you walk in the power of a testimony of generosity. So these testimonies in the mouth of infants and children have established strength against the enemy. It makes you strong. Every time we mention the testimony of God, he becomes strong fortress to defend us against our enemies. Everything that tries to worry us, lie to us, cheat, steal from us. The heavens, Psalm 19 verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky proclaims the work of his hands. Who doesn't talk about God? You. The Lord, the devil ate your tongue. You're not telling people about what God is doing? As you tell people about what God is doing this year, we're going to see the power of God renewed. He's going to do it again. We're going to have to find a bigger place. Day after day, verse 2, each day the heavens pour forth speech and the night reveals knowledge. At the daylight, things are being said about God. In the nighttime, the knowledge of God is going out. Verse 4, no, verse 3, they have no speech, they use no words, no sound is heard from them. Verse 4, yet their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. Listen, I've been in countries, I'll share a testimony, I'll leave, I'll come back 10 years later and they'll say, you remember that day you shared a testimony with me? I went home and I did the same thing and look what God did and I'm freaking out. The guy has blown up in the purpose of God by a testimony that was planted 10 years ago. So you never see the end. I was just at a barbershop this weekend or last weekend, and the guy says, I gave your book. I don't even know the guy. Apparently, he's Oscar's barber. So Oscar gave him a book. He gave a book to an atheist, and he tells me when I show up, he says, I gave your book to a client of mine. He's an atheist. He's read it six times. And I'm like, when we're doing the work of God, it's, it's multiplying in areas and, and places you'll never even know. You'll tell a testimony at work. Your friend will go home and tell the husband. The husband will tell the children. The children will tell their uh, grandparents. And an entire family is blessed because you utter the works of God that will travel to the ends of the earth. You'll never know what God is doing with your testimony as you issue it forth. Verse 5, it is like a bridegroom, bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived from the fire of God of that testimony that goes out. Psalm 29 verse 1, ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord, the angels, glory and strength. Tell of the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Verse 3, testify. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty gods. Verse 4, it's like the voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. Verse 5, the voice of the Lord breaks cedars. It breaks uh, iron uh, it breaks pieces of tall trees. Verse 6, he makes Lebanon like a calf and sirloin like a young ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flash of a lightning. Verse 5, 6, 7, there it is. 
the voice of the Lord is like a thunderous roar of coming power. You start talking about what God has done, what God does, what you know that you've seen and you've heard, and it's like, you're like, hey, hold on to this place because God's about to flood this place out. God's about to show up. Do you hear a testimony? You hear what God has done? You're preparing the climate for God to unleash incredible glory. Verse 9, the voice of the Lord twists oaks. You've seen a hurricane come. It strips the forest bare. In, all, in his temple, all cry glory. The Lord sits upon the throne over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as a king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. So as we see this year move through, there's no doubt we're going to see God's testimony move in the way we haven't seen him move for a while. We were talking about the preaching last week about all the end time events, end time of the year, end time events. He says in the midst of all the craziness, it will be an opportunity for you to testify. It'll be an opportunity for you to see God move like you've never seen him move. We said on the 31st on John, in John 12, 9 through 10, it says that Jesus raised the devil, uh, Lazarus from the dead. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. John 12, 11. When testimony goes out, what God has done, many, many will come to Jesus. And they wanted to kill Lazarus. For because on the count of his testimony, listen what happened. Many of the Jews went away believing in Jesus. It was the resurrection of Lazarus that every time he told that story, many would come to Jesus. When you tell your story, many will come to Jesus. When the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4 told the story, the entire city of the Samaritans came to Jesus. If she didn't go back to the city and tell the story, the man who told me my entire life, they all came out to see. And they all went away believing in Jesus. That's going to be the power of testimony this year. We're going to see God move in a mighty way. Acts chapter 26 verse 1, Paul would testify. And he says, then Agrippa said to Paul, thou art permitted to speak for thyself. This is what people are going to say, okay, what do you have to say for yourself? And that's when you're going to have to tell your story. You're going to have to tell the testimony. And you are permitted to speak. And he says, so Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. Verse 2, I am so happy, King Agrippa, because today I shall answer for myself before you concerning all the things of which I'm accused by the Jews. Verse 3, especially because I know you are an expert. Listen to me. Experts are those people that don't believe in God. Last night, I wrote a friend of mine. He's a lawyer here in town, and he was asking questions. Why did God allow men to destroy the planet and the universe? And I said, hey, knucklehead, you're a lawyer like I am. And we hate when people talk about lawyers because they don't know how lawyer does what he does. And a lot of people talk bad about lawyers. And you don't have a clue what God does, and that's why you're questioning his integrity, his character, his sovereignty. Maybe if you get saved, you'll start understanding who God is. And if you read the three R's of learning is, is writing, a re reading, writing, and arithmetic. And the three R's in Christianity are repent, return, and reconcile. 
I said, if you learn what you're supposed to learn, then God will reveal to you who he is. And he's already started. I said, you can read Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And by the time you finish Revelations 22, verse 20, I come quickly. I testify about that. Yes and amen. If you read that, knucklehead, you'll understand your question. You'll understand what God is doing. Quit asking stupid questions. You're a lawyer. You're supposed to understand these things. And so that was my answer. I hope he gets saved. <laughs> I told him, I said, call me. We'll start with the prayer of faith and we'll baptize you and you'll be a little closer to understanding the power of God. But we can't say, I don't know where God is and what's he doing and I can't believe this. And you're all full of questions and no answers. Start from where you're at. Tell him you're an expert. You should know these things and explain it in your words. That's how Paul did it. Let me tell you what has happened. Verse 3, Acts 26, 3, especially because I know these, thee to be an expert in all customs and questions amongst the Jews, where I beseech thee to hear me patiently. Could you just chill out and listen to my testimony? Could you please be quiet for a second? Because I'm about to speak things that are going to blow you away, things you might not understand. Come and hear what God is doing. Slow down. And listen to the power of God. Let's stand up this morning. And we thank God for a glorious first service. How many say amen? amen. Hallelujah. We've been fed. We've worshiped the Lord. We've praised. We're going to ask God to give us the anointing that's over this church in 2019. Which was uh, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. That's what we're going to walk in this year, 2019. We're going to make sure that you polish your testimonies. I, I, I have a dream. I, I dream. People call me a dreamer. I, I want to put all your testimonies in a book. I want the world to know the world-changing testimonies. And every single Pastor, you haven't written your world-changing testimony yet. Everybody needs to do it this year. That has to be your, your goal for 2019. We'll put Pastor Rivera's million-dollar pastor um, his liver transplant in a book because there's a lot of people that have lost hope. They told him to go out there and you might ask for money on the streets. He says, no, I'm, I'm not a beggar. I have a father in heaven. And those million dollars showed up and he has a new liver. He's been around for 19 years. He's our Lazarus. Many have come to the Lord through his testimony. And so you have a testimony too. And the devil wants to bury it. The devil wants to hide it. I was talking to Carlos Leon, and when we went to Poland, he says, I've been embarrassed my whole life about my testimony. I go, you know why you've been embarrassed about your testimony? Because it's so powerful. And if you uncover and reveal your testimony, many young people are going to be blown away and blessed. And so he started getting the confidence to, to lead and to share his testimony more often. But don't be ashamed about your past. It's, it's a groundwork and platform for you to share how glorious and how mighty your God is how forgiving, how faithful he is. Father, thank you for this morning's service. Thank you for the theme of 2019. We're excited. It's just scratching the surface. It's just starting. But we're hearing your voice and we're hearing your heart. And we want to walk in your purposes in 2019. We want your name to be known in all the earth so that the world and the, the whole earth is filled with your glory like the waters cover the sea, Lord. Allow us to do our small part and to things that happened in the past and sometimes shameful, sometimes not in the best light, Lord, will be used to set the captive free in the future. Will be used to be a strong tower and strength to keep families in the future. Give us boldness. Fill us with your spirit. We believe that 
the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And let us proclaim freely those things that we have heard and seen and received from men of God so that they would be the groundwork of your glorious the revival and victory in the future. And we believe, Lord, that the least of us here will be the mightiest in your kingdom through your power, through your grace, through your purpose. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. And the people of God say amen, amen, amen. Greet each other in the love of the Lord.